1: Clock is ticking. Qualifying offers have been released to seven free agents going around the league. And so welcome to PHOI Affiliates Podcast. Tyler Zuli, Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington, as we're talking about free agency. We we addressed the opening of free agency in our Monday episode here on the show. And now, after the important deadline of November 6th, it is now in the calendar time for the qualifying offers. And yes. There have been seven qualifying offers that were released. It's a one-year contract set to the average of the top 125 salaries in baseball. So for this year, it's that 20.325 million. Guys, that sounds nice. Give me one. I'll take one mil. And so free agents have the opportunity to accept the qualifying offer return to their team for that one-year deal. Or if they decide they don't want to return back, they don't want to take the deal, they have until November 14th to do that. It's seven different guys and Shohei Otani, Cody Bellinger, Josh Hader, Blake Snell, Aaron Nola, Sonny Gray. I think I got everybody there. Um, Aaron Nola, who we know is we're not surprised by that, but no qualifying offer for Reese Hoskins. So, Jamie, when you saw the list of these seven guys that were offered the qualifying offers, any thoughts, initial thoughts, surprises that came through your mind?
0: Um, no, um, all people I would expect, uh, to get qualifying offers, uh, Reese, this actually is almost a favor to him cause it, it almost improves his, his market, whether it ends up being, uh, you know, short or long term, we'll see, I have a feeling he takes a short term deal. Uh, but Bryce still has to sit down with the Phillies if he hasn't already and let them know where he's going to play defense next year, which is pretty much the biggest hurdle of this early offseason. Uh, but no, nothing surprising. More of it is just a, um, kind of a, uh, a paperwork issue. Yeah. Um, the qualifying offer comes in at 20.35 million. Uh, basically now they have until November 14th, uh, to decide whether to return on that one year deal, which, um, let me just say right now, I don't think any of them will be, uh, because all of them can get Uh, more money on the open market uh so the qualifying offer is based on the mean salary of the sports 125 highest paid players uh that's pretty crazy it comes in at 20.34 million as the mean of the top 125 um so it's more of a uh secretarial kind of paperwork or secretarial i guess uh thing um but it does also put uh, a draft penalty on teams that are potentially going to sign them if they opt out for example if um nola opts out the team that signs him is most likely going to have to give up i think it comes out to like a second a fifth and then they lose a million dollars of international pool money mm-hmm. to sign one of these guys so it's a uh, it doesn't mean a ton because Aaron Nola is clearly not going to take a one year, $20.3 million deal uh, when the rumors and and the rumors are already heating up in terms of years and money and all that. So it's more of just like something that happens Uh, again, Reese Hoskins. Is there a scenario where he takes a one year, $20.3 million deal? There could be, um, but they clearly felt as though, Uh, We'll put a little bit of protection on NOLA. Not that I think it's going to do anything ultimately. Um, You know, the GM's meetings are happening out in Arizona right now. And, uh, you know, it's the first time these agents and and GM's get to sit down and talk. And uh, you're going to see a lot more rumors coming out. And the hot stove uh, is lukewarm, but Mm -hmm. it'll get hotter as we go here.
1: Yeah. Yes. I mean, when you talk about deal or no deal, of course, all the reports indicating just as we've talked about that, you know, all seven of these guys will probably decline. Matt Chapman is the seventh person. I know I was forgetting someone um and so as you mentioned there's a lot of steps that you have to take in this process and this is it started monday it's this is step number two and for each of these guys a one-year deal uh, especially with the numbers that some of them like otani are, are yeah, i don't projected think he's taking get. a
0: one-year deal i don't 20. think a
1: one-year deal but no. this is really not gonna when is 500
0: the, plus million I mean, on the
1: table he's he's yeah <coughs> listen the numbers that he's projected to get signed for are way bigger than 20 million which <laughs> yeah. is even crazy in itself so in the chat welcome guys i know uh can you scroll up a little bit for me tyler my apologies i wanted to make sure i hit on these comments in the chat zachary you're saying um actually well, go up a little bit more yeah there we go zachary is saying hopefully they find a way to move walker you think that they could get snell and nola into the rotation some money coming out off the books with kirkring would have to take you had to take a big step next year as well. Eugene Krabs, you're talking about voting Jalen Hurts for mayor. And, of course, legs for days. Jamie, you're saying. It's yeah, um, high as
0: 68 <laughs> today. The shorts came back out.
1: Yeah. I, I You brought out shorts. I brought out, like, knee-high boots. So we're, <laughs> we're in opposite spots here. Uh, Marshall Lynch is saying pay everyone in all capitals. Because pay everybody is, is, I feel like, the move. I don't know if you meant to have all your caps on, but you did. Well, it's an uncapped um,
0: sport. But is. they are relatively <laughs> going to be working within a – a confinement like yeah. they're not going to spend much more <laughs> than they did last year uh, and that competitive tax act affects mm-hmm. these qualifying offers and the price you have to pay if you were to sign one of these guys now with the other six guys that got qualifying offers yesterday I don't think the uh, Phillies are going to be in the market for any of them so mm, yeah. um, you know you put yeah. that on NOLA so that another team has to pay you if it is and it does seem like the St. Louis Cardinals are very much tied to Aaron Nola. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the money that is being discussed for him, you would think the Phillies would match. Um, yeah. so it's gonna be interesting to see.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, radio, welcome in. Um, nice to have you here. I know Mopar, you're saying trade Schwerber, put Trey Turner at leadoff, sign Hoskins as DH, and put Harper at first base. You know that's wild. That is quite wild. Um, and yes. All caps all the time. Marsha Lynch for Auntie Ney. Thank you. Um, but no, it does. It puts some pressure on you. Start Once you start talking money, it's a bidding war. And it's like we talked about in the show yesterday. It's kind of that give and take. You have to give something to get something back. And kind of like dangling something out there to see what sticks and see what you can get back. If you aren't going to have NOLA come back, you want to make sure you're financially getting some money for it. Same thing with Reese Hoskins. Or at least um, some
0: draft capital in return. Exactly. Yeah. There's
1: something that you have to get, whether it's draft capital or money. Something has to come from you know, a big name like Aaron Nola, Reese Hoskins, if you aren't going to have them come back. So it is interesting because it is kind of that first. It's like when you're playing chess or checkers, if you don't play chess, I play both. And you make that first move. It's like everything's contingent off of that. And now the others just follow suit. But I definitely am not surprised that these guys will absolutely reject these offers. Yeah, sure. And Corey says, (laughs) don't
0: forget about the draft picks. Yeah. I mean, by by protecting Nola, you sign him to that offer sheet. He's going to opt out of it, obviously. But If another team signs them, and we'll get into that in a second, yes, it's going to cost that team a second, a fifth, and international pool money. So, uh, you know, it's a move that is kind of logical. Now, you can forget about a hometown discount with NOLA because the GM (laughs) meetings are happening in Arizona right now. They just had the Arizona Fall League All-Star game. I believe that was Sunday night. Uh, And then today, the GM meetings officially start now i'm sure everybody was out there saturday sunday monday probably golfing eating some nice oh, steak yeah. dinners you can expense to the team it's the wine and dine, oh, yeah. losing
1: season
0: i guess our
1: tickets got lost Emergency. yeah that's we right should be out there. we'll be out there it's the fine. next
0: one uh but yes they, they've been out there you know doing what agents and gms do uh and one of the guys i, I really trust when it comes to all the offseason um you know hobnobbing is bob nightingale Uh, And Bob Nightingale, you know, look, all journalists that break these types of stories, whether it's him or John Heyman, like each agent has their guy. And you can look for John Heyman to be the Scott Boris guy because he went on his podcast and they clearly uh, worked together there. Uh, But Bob Nightingale is tied into some of the agents as well. And this is what he says in terms of. If there was anybody out there that's going, well, just Aaron Nola will give you a hometown discount because he loves it here. (laughs) Uh, Bullshit. Bullshit, Uh, (laughs) bullshit,
1: bullshit.
0: uh, So according to several GMs, uh, the early reports out of Arizona are that the St. Louis Cardinals have telegraphed their interest in Nola. Now, this dates back to... Uh, I want to say was it was late August, early September yeah. when somebody from the St. Louis dispatch said Aaron Nola is going to be their During, number one because
1: it was prior to the final series down in St. Louis. I yes. believe is yeah, when you yeah. started first hearing those reports.
0: Um, so, uh, you know, they, they are going to be all over them. Uh, apparently the Texas Rangers are in love with his durability, which makes sense. Um, the Chicago Cubs, Boston Red Sox, San Francisco Giants, Baltimore Orioles, Los Angeles Dodgers, And the Atlanta Braves are all teams uh, contenders in theory uh, that make sense as Nola suitors. He's
1: got a lot of suitors.
0: Yeah, well, he's a really good pitcher. (laughs) And he's durable as the Texas Rangers, you know, it comes out here in the Bob Nightingale reporting that, yeah, he's extremely durable. Me me and Tyler were talking about it yesterday before the show. You can just pencil him in for like 200 Ks and 200 plus innings. It's like... He doesn't get hurt. Um, he's a workhorse. And, you know, there's ups and downs to that. But his durability is going to get him some big money on the market. Uh, I would have thought him and Snell would be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. And they probably will be. Uh, but Aaron Nola is not giving the Phillies any sort of hometown discount because why would he?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is interesting when you take a look at for each prospect across free agency, kind of like their um ratings and rankings and details of why teams might be interested in them and for nola it is exactly like you talk about the fact that the durability he's a workhorse he's a guy that's obviously proven himself um and he's yeah. since 2017 the only pitcher other than one other that has logged as many innings as he did the most as a, as a pitcher outside of garrett cole so i mean you look at the fact that he's a guy you can rely on you know he's going to be there even through the struggles of this season i know we've talked about it you've all talked about it the ups and downs uh, that 4 4 ERA. Nola is still Aaron Nola. He still had a a, a dominant postseason in three of four games for the most part where he was consistently dominant. You know what you're going to get from him. And he's he's still 30 years old. I mean, yeah. He's still at a great age. So when you look across the board and you're for a team that's looking for a really good pitcher, uh, it, it is interesting because I think in Philly we've seen him so up close and personal. I'm not going to say we take him for granted, but it's kind of like – There's a degree of that. It's kind of like – Going back to the dating analogies, like you have something new and flashy out there versus like the person you've been with for a long time that might get stale and boring after t- after a while, whereas other teams, like you mentioned, are salivating, licking their chops at the thought of being able to bring him in as a pitcher uh, because of what they've seen from the outside looking in. I know Ash is saying you're just tired of the NOLA roller coaster. That's like the inside perspective. It's the 80-20 rule, guys. It's the 80- Do you know the 80-20 rule? and dating i mean it's been a while since you've been on the
0: market so. <laughs> it's been 20 plus years please
2: explain to me this 8020 know rule. rule i mean it's been 10 for <laughs> me so. It's
1: just me i'm just out here
0: what is the 8020 rule in the dating right? world
1: myself guys okay so when you're dating they say everybody you meet there's an 8020 rule there's going to be 80% of things that you do like and 20% of things you don't like and so you have to find you're never going to find somebody that has the whole 100 percent package. Okay. It's finding that person that's got the 20 percent, the least tolerate. annoying 20 percent, the least <laughs> annoying 20 percent you can tolerate. And so you have to find something you settle for a little bit and, sure. and kind of deal with. And Aaron Nola, when you look at the 80 20
0: rule across the board, I'll take his 20 percent, 20
1: percent, I think might be better than, than some others because you know what the 80 percent is. So that's yeah, the and the 80% home.
0: is Just really good and guys. one of the betters in baseball. Look, he's been a top five uh, Cy Young candidate yes. two of the last five seasons. This year, when it mattered the most, he stepped up for you. I'm in no way, shape, or form opposed to keeping Aaron Nola. Right. Um, the question then becomes money. And we talked about yesterday speculation of what kind of like their early finances could look like. Mm-hmm. They have $46 million coming off the books with Nola, Kingery, uh, Reese and Kimbrell. Uh, so if you work under the pretense that they're going to match last year's salary of around 237 million, you're roughly going to have between 55 and 60 to work with. So I think that's a good, um, you know, kind of mark to set for what the Phillies are going to pursue here. Yeah. Now, Aaron Nola, Um, there's a great website called MLB trade rumors, and they do a really good job of, you know, rounding up all the rumors from all the reporters out there, uh, looking back at past deals, uh, and comparing them to what might be on the open market and Mm. all of that and the belief from them. And I think they're actually very low on this because I think this is a deal that the Phillies would match. They speculated, uh, in their top 50, uh, free agent list that they just put out that Aaron Nola would get six years and 150 million. I think him and his agent, according to some of the reports, um, are looking for eight years and 200. Um, Mm -hmm. so then the question becomes, you also want to get a Zach Wheeler extension done. So like, I'm not saying you have to choose because there is a world where you can do both. But if Aaron Nola gets blown away by say the Cardinals or, The Rangers or the Dodgers or whoever um, do you want to start chasing open market value and that's why some of the reports are, are now speculating you know Blake Snell could get the Phillies attention because Aaron Nola is very sought after
1: well, that's the tough part because um as we are seeing with the Padres, you know, at some point the money well does go dry and there is only so much you can spend. And so, yes, in a perfect world, obviously it's not our money regardless, you'd love to be able to just bring in all the best, but you have to financially make sure you can afford them. I think for Aaron Nola, it is a it's a it's a bigger gamble as you talk about with Wheeler because Wheeler is deserving of more money, but Aaron Nola is in a tough we're in a tough situation with him because Personally, like I'm, I'm very torn. I like and dislike a lot of different aspects about Aaron Nola. I think the big, the biggest thing I'm encouraged by is we know when to expect the Aaron Nola drop off. So as we're talking about, you know, who else is out there? At least with Aaron Nola, you know what you're going to get. I know MBDBDBF is saying Blake Snell is a fraud. Please know. I think that's a little um, extreme. MBD. It might be fraudulent is a little extreme, but please no could be accurate um guaranteed bust <laughs> Eugene Krabs is saying Mopar man, saying decline. so you guys say no freaking way um hypothetical man saying agreed Rodan's deal is on the is the floor like I, it's it's tough because you're it's not just a NOLA factor it's the rest and then as you mentioned it is who can you actually how can you actually afford to keep NOLA for what he's deserving if he's looking for that eight-year deal that's that's six years 150 versus eight years is so it's the tough. same,
0: the same site, uh, compares, you know, last year's market deals to this year and speculates uh, they're educated guesses. Uh, and that's right. all they are. And I think it's a fair ballpark to be in. Uh, you know, there was reports last year that Nola, um, turned down 180, uh, and that the Phillies and his, his representation were several years and a couple, you know, a lot of millions apart. Um, He's probably going to get upwards of two hundred million. Uh, yeah. Aaron Nola is probably going to get between one eighty-five and two hundred. The same site speculates that Blake Snell uh, and his team are going to be looking for a seven-year, two hundred million dollar deal. Um, I don't think Blake Snell is a fraud at all. Uh, you know, I think the three of us all came up with kind of our list of top five pitchers. Um, I, I think we all have Blake Snell in our top three. Pretty much every major uh, publication out there with baseball writers uh, agree that Blake Snell is either, you know, one, two or three, depending on uh, how you rank them and, and weigh the money. Uh, and yes, yeah, Zach, we'll talk about Yamamoto in a minute. But yeah, like Blake Snell, I don't think is a fraud at all. If they ended up with Blake Snell and Aaron Nola did go for big money to St. Louis, I'd be OK with that. Like, I do I love the idea of seven years for Blake Snell? Not really. And when we get to our list here, the, the reason I uh, did my fourth and fifth pitchers is I, I believe something very firmly and that that's that there's no bad one year deals in baseball um, when you start because you have to consider that Zach Wheeler aspect of this. Yeah. You probably want to sign him to a three or four year extension. That's going to cost you money. Uh, You do have to weigh with a slight degree your farm system and Andrew Painter in two years. Like it's an uncapped sport, but every year of that Aaron Nola money you have to plan for and account for. And you kind of need to think, um, you know, that three to five year window, because this window is kind of closing in regards to Castellanos and Schwarber and JT like you're probably not going to see better years coming ahead like they're all in their prime approaching that area where things get worse so like do you want to give Snell 7 years? Uh, I mean, kind of sounds rough so that's where you start exploring some of the uh, other options. Uh MBD, I I mean I don't know how you, I I can be wrong about Blake Snell. All you have to do is look at his baseball reference sheet. He's he's a pretty good pitcher. Like you might believe he's not worth the 7 years 200 million and That's perfectly fine. Everybody's entitled. But he is a good pitcher. Like, I didn't really know that was up for debate. I would choose Nola over him personally. But, uh, you know, he's had... (laughs) Tyler you want to hop in on on, uh, (laughs) Blake's now because he's he's looking for help I mean he's a good pitcher I don't know what is really a debate about that what MBD is going
2: off of is the 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 high career walk rate the the near five per nine um uh, I'm just reading his comments here um the expected ERA was 3.77 and when you post a 2.85 and your expected ERA is 3.77 that tells you that you're probably I, I don't believe that you're one full, like you're exactly that number worse. You're probably somewhere in between. So if, if you're a 3.77X ERA and your ERA is 2.85, I th- or something like that, I think he was this year. If uh, his ERA was 2.25. 2, 2, 2.25, so it's a, mm-hmm. it's a point and with a half. With a six war. So it's a point yeah. and a half different. If you split the difference and you say it's a 0.75 difference, you're looking at a 3 ERA pitcher. He still would have been good this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I agree with you on the fact that uh, and I think that MBD probably feels the same way. Like it's Nola over Snell for me, and I, I agree with that. Yeah. But, but, but Blake Snell's nothing to sneeze at. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna believe you, or I'm not gonna believe to say that he's he's like a, a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, he has an opportunity to be the seventh pitcher ever. To win a Cy Young in both leagues. Yeah. There's merit to that in some extent. He threw
0: know, a one exactly. eight nine ERA back with Tampa and followed it up this year with a two point two five. I mean, if you just go off ERA alone, a three three, a four-two, a three-three, uh, a four-two, a one-eight, a four, a three-five, that all probably kind of balances out to for his career. It's a three point two. Mm. So, like you said, if you split the difference, Tyler, like a three ERA pitcher over the course of a season um is when did that become a bad thing?
2: And, yeah. And by the way, that's just, that's just me picking like a a number, right? I'm not saying that that's exactly what it would, and that's not fair to just blanket say cut that number in half and throw it on. Yeah. Um, in in either direction, I think that that's a fair assessment enough where you have enough of a, a sample size. If you do cut that in half, a
0: three ERA still is it's a darn good season yeah 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 yeah. uh mbd says give me eduardo rodriguez and believe me he was a guy i i thought about putting in my five and he's a guy we'll get to because i believe he's in tyler's five um but blake snell is is certainly (laughs) no uh bad consolation prize and i and and let me just say this for the record (laughs) i also kind of like hate his face a little bit
1: and that's what i think to be honest i
0: think Uh, aesthetically he annoys people because he doesn't look like that kind of cold-blooded killer pitcher yeah um but it would be nice to get the lefty also in here.
1: I mean, I also just what do get you want him to divide. look like? A serial killer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of there's something about there like maybe, maybe it's just because he broke Harper's thumb. That's I don't what know. I was so, gonna
1: say I, I was gonna. I say don't know something thing. about his face. I know Ash is mentioning in the in the chat about breaking Harper's thumb. You guys are talking about his face. I know somebody else mentioned it as well. <laughs> Eugene's calling him Snellzilla. I just think that uh, he's he's a guy that people don't like, <laughs> and I he's bringing up it, yeah. stats too. But I think it's also just he's. He's someone you look at it and you're kind of like, no, it's not him. I don't, no, we I don't, don't know. We know what him. it is about so your face. So, something about, but I just yeah. And, and I get that because there are some people that, <laughs> you know, regardless what they do, just because of what they look like, you're just, you're not going to like them. Sure. Period. Yeah. And then breaking Harper's thumb, that doesn't help. That does not help at all. So, I'm, I'm actually going to say maybe there's a little bias there that you don't like him statistically because you also don't like him aesthetically and what he looks like and how he carries himself and the name Snell. And it's, maybe it's his name. Who knows? But, yeah, we do want to get into talking through
0: it's our not top worth fives. the money. I mean, I don't know how you guys <laughs> quantify that. I think it's, it's like, a
1: great segue into being able to talk about the, um, the top Young. five <laughs> <real> <laughs> starting like pitchers bad. that are available uh, because there are some Cy Young finalists, some big names, whether you like them or you don't, uh, that are available right now. And, uh, you know, as we're also talking through it, Just a quick reminder, you can always go to FOCO and be able to shop there. And, and you know, retail therapy helps. When you don't like the way somebody looks, you're mad about something, you're frustrated about something, go get some retail therapy. And FOCO allows you to do just that. You can go onto their website and be able to purchase any sort of merchandise, overall shirts, bobbleheads. Maybe you want to buy that bobblehead and break it because you don't like the way that Snell looks. I don't know. But you can go to FOCO. You can use that code P-H-L-Y and be able to get 10% off. So again, for those of you listening live or listening back on our podcast platforms, you can be able to use that code PHLY at FOCO in order to be able to check out all their merchandise, apparel, gear, all the things that they have there to uh, be able to represent your favorite teams or maybe buy for your least favorite teams and smash it and break it. I don't know, whatever works for you, have at it. All right, let's now move along because uh, I think it's a great segue as MBDBDBF is talking about Blake Snell you alluded to the fact that we have taken time to put together our top five realistic starting pitchers. Yeah, Why don't you kick us um, off? And so this is just to give you guys context. We're taking a look across the market. If we're shopping at who the top five are now, we each have our top five gauged off of different reasons. No, and my we'll number five, why. I'll
0: tell you right now is not going to be popular in the chat. I can already tell We like tell that.
1: You. Controversial and something different. It's a is gambling Making move. people think differently is fine. So we all agree that there are three names that without a doubt, should be on your top five. But according to some, like MBDBDBF, one of these guys is not in your top five, possibly. So you have got Aaron Nola, who's um, speculated at that six-year 150 deal. We all know what Aaron Nola brings. He's going to get more. um We've got Blake Snell, who's rumored around that seven-year, $200 million deal. And Yoshinubu Yamamoto, nine years, $225 million is what's been estimated for him that, that's um, at, as a number. And those are the three that, without a doubt, we, we have to say are with the top three of the top five starting pitches out there. Let's take a look at their stats. Uh, let's start with Aaron Nola. Home, you said there's no hometown discount. Let's, <laughs> no, let's start with the hometown dis, uh, you know, service here, looking at Aaron Nola's stats first, because Aaron Nola is a guy that we, we've we gotten to see up close and personal. We know what the RAV4 four fourth inning can bring. We know what the ups and downs, the frustration can bring. But Aaron Nola still, since 2017, the second highest uh, starting pitcher that has played the most minutes. So, Logged over 1,200 innings. That's 1,233 innings that Nola's been able to pitch in. He's a worker. He's 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 a vet. He's an ace. Uh, and his W and Tyler, if you want to flash that graphic up, actually, we can talk to Nola before we move along into Blake Snell. Um, he may have struggled at times, but he still had
0: That's that a down four year for four four six
1: him. ERA. It's a down year for him. Uh, Finishing with 202 strikeouts. That's what the fifth season he's had over 200 strikeouts. That one one five one whip. And for this this postseason specifically, with a two thirty-five ERA, twenty-three strikeouts, three and one. Of course we know what that one game was. Um, but a career high, thirty-two home runs allowed in twenty twenty three and has not missed a start in five seasons. So again, going back to that number I mentioned, he's logged the second highest innings in any pitcher since twenty seventeen at one thousand two hundred thirty three and Aaron that's what Nola. the
0: Rangers are telling Bob Nightingale. Yeah, the durability is worth big money.
1: He's like the, the battery commercial where they're like banging on the drum, the durable, like ding, like you already know, you already know what you're going to get from Aaron Nola. Yeah. You Go can pretty much that. pencil him in. He's predictable.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you say, Will, in the chat? Thanks for hopping in and joining us today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where does Nola fall on your top three in terms of one, two or three? Like if you had your choice, Nola, Snell, Yamamoto, uh, where does he fall for you? Because for me, I'll tell you right now, he's number one. Um, aside from just the comfortability, I think the durability, the consistency, uh, the big game kind of last two years for him. I have him first because Yamamoto and the money, uh, and the lack of Japanese pitchers that have successfully made the jump has got me a little bit scared. I mean, if you're talking nine years, 225 million for Yamamoto, Uh, that's big, big money. And if that doesn't work out, that's a financial anchor on you for close to a decade. Uh, so I got a little scared off by him. So I actually had Nola number one on on that list of the top three. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. I, I know people aren't going to think that's the sexiest, but I'll take him ahead of Snell and I'll take him ahead of Yamamoto just because, uh, as intriguing as that is (laughs) 225 million in nine years, if it's in that ballpark, that is a huge gamble
1: yeah i know <laughs> mbg you're still on the snell train saying anybody's fired says up snell, block, snell. you are so fired up on this tuesday um you know what i i love comparing comparing everything to a metaphor or whatever so for me this is similar to like the recruiting process that i i went through as an athlete you have the reach school you have your safe school and you have your fallback school the one that you know you know you don't really want to go there my fallback but if you school have to, put me on a wait list Oh,
0: (laughs) I got in every other school. And then the one I used as my safety school put me on like the wait list. And Uh, I was uh, like, you're my safety school. Well, Your
1: safety school is probably very on par to what many may call Blake's now of this is you're supposed to be the safety school, but you might wait list me and it might not be great after all. I think Aaron Nola is your 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 true. Right in the middle. I think Yamamoto is the reach because you really just don't know what you're going to get from him. It's Obviously we've seen, we've seen statistically what he's done. Third consecutive pitching crown in um, the equivalent of what's the Cy Young in the Japanese league. He also has had that fastball. That's tremendous. Uh, he's someone that is just 25 years old and he really has broken onto the scene on the international side, but we haven't seen him in major league baseball. Here's the numbers for Yamamoto season 17 and six. 1.17 ERA, 176 strikeouts, an 860 whip. He's got that mid-90s fastball. Uh, sometimes, actually, I've seen high 90s as well that he can tap into. His splitter is is the best pitch, and he's uh, back-to-back Pacific League MVP, as well as posting and oh wow. We're, it's like the font's getting smaller. His posting fee is approximately, yes, 25—is that a two? Five?
0: 20, 25 million God just straight Lord, up to his club. Um, so and that's not even in taking into account his contract. So that's $25 yes. million you got to go out of pocket just to give his Japanese club. He's the
1: reach school. Uh,
0: and <laughs> then you got to go 225 So basically, it's going to cost the Phillies, you know, probably between the ballpark of $225 million and $250 million to go get Yamamoto. Um, I have him third of those top three. I have Snell second just because there's a track record with Snell. So... so I,
1: Technically, I didn't finish my answer. Let me actually answer because I was getting to a long way to give it a a short answer. So I actually think Yamamoto for another team is the number one guy. If you're trying to take that next step of being maybe a deep run postseason team or, you know, you have to make a major change in your pitching because he is, again, 25. He's got great command. He's got a great fastball. He could have a high upswing. There's a lot of potential there that we just haven't seen him, obviously, in the majors to know fully what that translates to in Major League Baseball. But you get them with the right pitching coach, you get them with the right team, I think there could be a lot of upswing there. But on the financial side, a huge risk. I think for the Phillies specifically, being one game shy of the NLCS, being that they got to the World Series last year, they don't need to make a drastic, drastic move in terms of a starting pitcher. Financially, that's not the priority to just lock in an ace. They need to have a a starting pitcher that can be the number two to our, our Batman and Zach Wheeler, but also still have some financial capital and even... You know, looking ahead, being able to afford some more bullpen arms. So I think for the Phillies, it is Aaron Nola. I said all that to agree with you, Jamie. But for other teams, if you're looking at like if we're not the Phillies and you're somebody else looking at this list, I think it's Yamamoto. That's your number one guy. Wow. Tyler, what about you?
2: So I uh, I believe in in transparency and honesty, and so I'm going to say two things, and then I'm going to none tell of us you. have
0: seen Yamamoto pitch. That, that's number one. <laughs> I've not watched this kid pitch Only a Only what we second, read and the single is, second have I watched this, this guy play baseball. Um, I,
2: and, and I'm not even going to say I did in the uh, like in, in any kind of World Baseball Classic form. I'm just I have not that's what watched. opened
1: a lot of people's eyes to him. The I've World not, Baseball Classic was was kind of that first step that put him on sure. the map in a big way. Yeah,
2: I, I've not watched this guy pitch. The numbers are good, like you talked about. He has an opportunity to be. A, a th- to win a third consecutive uh, Pacific League MVP. in the running this year. He's won it the last two seasons. The splitter is filthy from the the clips that I've seen. Now, granted, they're only going to show you the best splitters. They're not going to throw you the ones that fall flat. <laughs> You're not so going to throw I, you the cookies? I, I have no idea. I have no idea what you this mean guy is. You the highlight reel is
1: reel's not going to be non-highlight? <laughs> uh,
2: no, probably not. So that that's, that's uh, number one. Uh, the, the next thing to me uh, in transparency is I think about eight weeks ago, I tweeted that I would drive Aaron Nola to whatever city he wants to sign in. Eight weeks later, I think I'm a moron <laughs> um, because at this point, I, I think that there is a calmness in a calamity of free agency that because sure. you're, you're not getting Shohei Otani, it's just not happening, no, right? That's no. everybody's number one. That's the gold mine. But I'm not outside, even, I
0: didn't even consider him.
2: But outside of, in, in the the next group of guys, um, Snell's high like. Snell's ceiling, I believe, to be higher than Aaron Nola, but his floor is so, so, so much lower than Aaron Nola. And Yamamoto, to me, again, becomes that unknown commodity that If he succeeds in Major League Baseball, best of luck, and whoever signs him is going to get a damn good player. But I'm not so sure that I'm ready to commit 200 and some odd million dollars to a guy that I've not had the opportunity to potentially see myself. Yeah, and
0: and what's that going to prevent you from down the line? You know, if Castellanos or Schwarber's gone in a year and you need to spend on a left fielder, do you have that money? Uh, Mopar in the chat says, I cannot imagine Yamamoto getting nine years. I can't either uh, but you know, MLB trade rumors does a pretty good job in the offseason with this stuff. So even if he's not going to get nine, I think it's fair to speculate. He's going to get probably six or seven as a, as a floor, mm-hmm. uh, him and his agent probably are going to have teams bidding over him, and they can, uh, probably dictate a little bit. So, you know, nine years might be a stretch. Uh, but even then you, you're probably looking at, you know, something similar to what Snell and and Nola are going to be getting, and that's you know that six to seven, maybe 180, 185 million dollar deal. That that's a big pill to swallow. So uh, you know there's a lot of risk involved with him. But a lot of risk. The numbers are nasty, and Mm-mm. you know he's he's definitely yeah. intriguing. Like if they signed him, I'm going to get Yamamoto up for uh, sure. But <laughs> I was up. I was kind of stunned when I saw the speculated numbers because typically with a Japanese player, like you have to go out of pocket to pay the club. And usually their salary is way more manageable than that. Uh, to give a guy, you know, that 28 to 32 million a year or whatever it ends up being, eh, I'm a gambler, but uh, I don't know if I'm gambling with John Middleton's money there.
1: Well, there's so many factors that are at play here. I know hypothetical man saying in the chat as well, talking about the Japanese game being different. You know, this is, I always get nervous. I love the fact that sports have grown and that we have more international talents that you're bringing in, but it is, it's, you don't really have anything to compare it to. And like you're saying, Tyler, we haven't seen him. We don't know what he's like in the majors. That's the benefit of having, you know, AAA, you kind of get a better sense of how guys may translate into their play may translate into the majors. But for Yamamoto, we can't compare because who he's pitching against We have no we have no sample size or understanding of that. So the numbers look great. And I know Tyler is getting all the love in the chat. I love that because he is our very own Siri here. But it is it's concerning because it's a huge risk and it's a financial risk. Not only is he 25 and definitely very young, but financially, it's a lot of money you have to spend for him, which is why I think it's more, you know, for those teams that might be in a build or trying to take that big leap or a risk in that sense, because. He could be great. He could not be great. I always even say things like injuries happen. Yeah, like even if the Dodgers don't into, get him,
0: they're gonna go get Yamamoto. Coming into you know a I mean?
1: whole new environment, not everybody everybody can make that that next step of like where you're playing now to moving into the majors. There's so many other factors that we know really can affect how a, an athlete performs, how they're playing. And Yamamoto, I don't know what that looks like for him. What what is he like if when it's if he's in a loud Environment like citizen Bank Park or living in you know St. Louis wherever he is you know that's the types of things that you also have to keep in mind. So we're, it's it's very interesting. I know we all have agreed that Snell is not our number one, but it's still in the top He's three without a doubt. Yeah. He's definitely in the top three. um I don't know. I'm leaning towards Aaron Nola as the number one for the Phillies specifically. Uh, then I would, if I had to choose, I actually think Blake Snell's a better fit for the Phillies and then I'd go Yamamoto. But if I'm not the Phillies, if I'm another team, it's Yamamoto that I actually, I actually would take the risk. I don't, I don't mind a little gamble. Uh, look, why not? You know what you're going to get from Snell and Nola and and Mm -hmm. Otani who's not playing this year so or pitching this year I should say so why not take a The a thing that scares gamble. me is
0: if you look at these Japanese pitchers um Otani yes but he's like baseball Jesus he's uh, an alien oh, yeah. from another planet uh so he's kind of almost the exception to the rule you had Dice-K who you gave you like that year or two with the Sox you had Tanaka who gave you like a year or two with the Yankees uh Maeda for the Dodgers never really worked out a lot of these guys don't work out. And it's an overwhelming percentage. And that's why, like, I got scared off by seeing the speculation on years. Like, yeah, you could, he could come over and be a flash in the pan for two years and be great. But like six, seven to up to nine years, do you really want to commit to that when uh, it's, it's hard for these guys to come over? It's been proven over time that, you know, major league baseball is better. The Japanese league is great, but it's, it's a different Ball game over here, or so. is this
1: a change in the game that we're seeing a change in in Japanese baseball being able to create and have these top prospects that can follow in the footsteps of, of Shohei and and Yamamoto? Who knows? Because I do like I I get that's a good point you're making. Yeah, a lot um, of these guys I'm haven't had success. I'm just speculating, but without a doubt, it could be the opposite that maybe for Japanese baseball players they're taking a look at what's being done in the majors and refining their youth process or whatever else to be able to make the step into major league baseball. I don't know. I do see that change happening in other sports with respective countries and leagues, but maybe the Yamamoto is like the next the next step. But let's go over I mean, over I'm going to gonna be watching Snell him wherever too.
0: he's pitching next year. Yeah.
1: Yes. Cuz uh, we can talk he's, about he's Yamamoto for an entire show. <laughs> but let's get into Blake Snell's numbers really quickly before we share our number four and five picks. Um, Blake Snell is an interesting one. We know MBDBDBF does not He's like Blake Snell. He's going to be fired Snell. up. Yeah, Snell's fired up in the chat. Uh, Snellzilla, as Eugene Krabs calls him, 14 and nine record this season, a 2.25 ERA. He's had 234 strikeouts, a 1.189 WHIP. He did lead Major League Baseball in walks. With 99, such a, I, 99 is like so close to 100. He's got 99 but, problems,
0: and a walk, and a walk is, is one. And all
1: of them. And the splits of 181, 293, 286, uh, career best at that. And then he would become the seventh pitcher all time. Well, he's going to be, all yes. All yeah. time. to in the Cy Young in both leagues. So as you're ready to completely throw him out the window, MBDB, DBF, and everybody else in the chat, that is anti-Blake Snell. He's one of—I mean, he's a fine consolation
0: prize to me. Yeah, I you know I understand the walk rate. He averages, I think, for his career, four point one walks per nine. Um, yeah, look, not every pitcher is perfect. Everybody has their flaws. Even Aaron Nola, uh, you can find flaws with him. Yamamoto, there's flaws because there's a risk with Japanese guys translating. So every you know, David Montgomery, did he have a career year in postseason? uh you know does he have the track record of an Aaron Nolan no so you can find a hole in every one of these guys um so you know Blake Snell I think is (laughs) a lot better um you know than some people are giving him credit for and if if that's their focus I'm okay with it I'd prefer Nola uh but Blake Snell certainly certainly is cool with me
1: yeah yeah so that's uh, Tyler, I don't know if you gave your official one through three actually, so I'm gonna toss it back to you before we move on to our four and five. Yeah,
2: so for me, it is. Um, you got, and By the way, you guys were talking about the, uh, you know, the, the Japanese players coming over and, and having, you know, a middling amount of success. I think yeah. age has a lot to do with it. Sure, like, if if he's you ta- young. If you take a look at some of the guys that have succeeded, usually like
0: what 27, 28.
2: It's a little bit of an older range. You talked about Kenta Maeda, and he had a decent first two seasons with the Dodgers, but he was 28 when he came over. The one guy that I think um has had a lot of success in, and I shouldn't say a lot of success but enough major league baseball success because uh he did have one really poor year but he had a couple of really strong years is Hyun-jin Ryu who I think yeah, was really insane. good with the Dodgers he had a really good year with the Blue Jays um and, and then he had a really bad year um you know in between so I think that the age plays a huge factor into into it. Yamamoto only being 25, I think elevates his status a little bit. The money for me is a lot, but again, we play this game like we all say, and we you know we say it with our chest. It's not my money, so say it yeah. with your chest if it's not your money. It's you go not, sign but the guy. you do
0: have to worry about the upcoming years.
2: Sure. So, to, to, to answer your question, my, my answer on, that, uh, on this question, and this is going to sound insane coming off of a guy's about to win a Cy Young, it's probably Nola Yamamoto-Snell
0: for me. That's I As my voice cracks, Wait, by the oh way. I know. I
1: said, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I said.
0: Yeah, you were, yeah you were you, Nola one, Yamamoto Yeah, for two. the
1: Phillies, I was Nola Snell-Yamamoto.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, we pretty much all agree <clears> on the top <throat> three, the order uh, a little bit different. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting, the fourth and fifth um, pitchers. Now the way I did it may be a little different than the way you guys did it. Um, my fourth and fifth pitchers are probably not the overall fourth or fifth best pitchers available, uh, because those would probably go to David Montgomery and Sonny gray. Maybe you could make a case for an Eduardo Rodriguez or Marcus Stroman. Uh, but mine were, all right, if I go get these guys on kind of one-year prove-it deals, it leaves me a lot more money to potentially go get a Josh Hader or, uh, you know, an outfielder or somebody else that I believe could help the team in, in another way. So we kind of all did it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renee, you want to kick us off with your fourth oh, and like fifth? like you're
1: teeing it up for yourself.
0: Oh, no. Um,
1: so, yeah, Rick, thank you. Rick is saying the way I say it, mbdbdbf sounds cool. Appreciate that. It does that. roll right <laughs> off
0: your tongue. I don't know how you do it. <laughs>
1: um and i didn't realize as i'm watching by the way also that i'm like this is i'm like blending it with the wall but that's okay um so the people that i pick do not blend in; they stand out i'm going to go first with jordan montgomery who i feel like his stock has definitely gone up um 30 years old i think for montgomery coming off of a world series with the rangers i i like the progression that i've seen for montgomery in the last couple years now this past season 10-11 uh record 3 0 ERA, 166 strikeouts, that 1-1-9-3 whip. His ERA did fall from 3.42 to 2.79 after the trade. Um he kept the ball in the yard. Oh my gosh, Tyler, you're really testing my eyes here. But I can see it. I got this. Uh hard hit percentage is down 4% from 2022 and he was traded from St. Louis to Texas at the trade deadline. And actually since that time when he joined the Cardinals back in the 2022 season between then and now, um, his ERA, a three one seven ERA over two hundred fifty two point one innings and forty three regular season starts, and also only one of eleven starting pitchers that produced a high WAR according to fan Fangraphs. Um, and so I think he's in a good he's in good company. And I also feel like his stock went up because we did get to see him in the postseason. We did get to see him in five starts and six postseason games with a two nine zero ERA this past postseason, a one thirty five WHIP. 31 innings pitched, gave up um, 11 runs and 37 very concerning hits, uh, but 17 strikeouts and five walks. So after playing just 11 games with Texas and then going right into a postseason, that's a tough spot to be thrown into after the trade deadline. He was great in the postseason. And I thought he was great. I agree. And I felt like the 11 games to me make sense that he would struggle because you're making a change in from St. Louis into Texas and you're just coming right in. But then I thought, come postseason, we saw him really settle in. So I see Jordan Montgomery as someone that really took advantage of this World Series championship to raise his stock. Left-handed pitcher, I would I would bring him in as a starting pitcher. And then the other person, and I'm glad you agree with me, Mickey. Um, and he would look nice on a in a in a Phillies jersey, Eugene Krabs. So the other one is Sunny Gray. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, guys, and there's never a gray cloud. But today there is one. It's Sonny Gray. So eight and eight record, two seven nine ERA, one hundred eighty three strikeouts, one point one four seven WHIP. He did lead, lead Major League Baseball in home runs for nine innings pitched and FIP, second best strikeout to walk ratio in his career. And he did have fifty six uh, for. That's Minnesota. supposed to that's
2: supposed to say Last. starts. That's a bad graphic by oh,
1: me. Fifty six it's, 56 okay. it's starts. Okay. <laughs> You know what? It always reminds me of is when you go to the doctor and the font, the letters get smaller. I just go did down. it like last week. Yeah, it's like I feel like I'm doing the eye test here. Made 56 starts. So Sunny Gray is another one. He does. He did have a, uh, in my opinion, a, a fine season in his 11th year. At 33 years old, he's a little bit in. A, he's in a little bit of a different spot. I think what I like about Sunny Gray, I know Mickey, you're saying he's too old, but I think he's a plug and play guy. I wouldn't give him anything more than like a three year deal. I think with what he's been able to do. Although he's older, you can put him right in. You don't have to worry about that learning curve. And so I think for the Phillies specifically, where they are looking to, it's right now that the Phillies are looking to win. He's someone you don't have to worry about taking time to develop and progress and figure himself out. And so I think that this past season was one of his stronger seasons. And I would take a risk on Sonny Gray as maybe a two-year, three-year deal type of a guy that you can get maybe a a title out of having him being one of your starting pitchers. Uh,
0: Yeah. uh, His speculation on the open market is four years, 90 million. Uh, He's he's turning 30. He's turning 34 years old. I'm out on Sonny Gray. (laughs) Um, I I don't want to commit that type of years or money to a guy uh, that's probably seen his best baseball. This past year was probably his best baseball. I don't want to pay a premium on that. Uh, I'm out on Sonny Gray personally. Uh, but you can certainly do worse. Uh, but at 34, I have very little appeal there. Uh, so I'll jump into mine Fine. and then we'll get Tyler's and then we got a fun little, uh, game we're going to get to also, uh, my number four is a guy that, uh, was out in Oakland for a while. I, I got him in fantasy baseball every year. It seemed like, um, the three years prior to last, because he was always just like kind of undervalued. Uh, wasn't really appreciated out in Oakland. Uh, I think you can get him on another one-year prove-it type of deal, and that's Frankie Montaz, uh, who was with the Athletics, kind of made his bones there. Took a one-year prove-it kind of deal with the Yankees last year. I believe he pitched in eight games uh, before having season-ending injury. Uh, I think you could get him, and the speculation on him is a one-year $15 million deal. Uh, If you believe that Andrew Painter is going to bounce back, it's kind of like a good gap year kind of guy to get you to those. uh, MBD, Josh Hader and Blake Snell are not nearly as bad as you're making them out to be. Uh, But Frankie Montez, there's no, to me, there's no one bad one year deals. Uh, He's still young. He's going to be playing for a contract. If you're able to get him on that one year deal. Um, I like Frankie Montez. I I would uh, be somewhat excited if they signed him. And then my number five guy, and this is going to be unpopular, (laughs) but I've had an infatuation with him. Since he came up with the Cardinals. That's was a
1: great way to lead into it. Well, this
0: is a gamble. <laughs> Let me just preface this with this is a gamble. And MBD, cover your ears. You might not like this. Maybe you will. I don't know.
1: You're working him back around. He said he's coming back to your side. oh like- Yeah,
0: we're Frankie guys together. Me and me and MBD, <laughs> we're Frankie guys. Uh, now, my number five guy, this is not going to be popular. It's probably the only time you're going to hear somebody mention him with the Phillies. One-year deal. Jack Flaherty. Um, Now, if you're reading his numbers over the last two or three years, they're trending in the wrong direction. Uh, I am not going to sit here and sugarcoat it for you. He had almost a five ERA, uh, did have 148 Ks, a 158 whip last year, which is absolutely gross. Uh, But I know there's a great pitcher in there. Uh, He had some phenomenal years with St. Louis when he was healthy. He had an injury that kind of set him back, this is a complete gamble of a move um, that you can get the guy's best. And this is where Caleb Cotham and how much you kind of believe in him uh, as a pitching coach would come into, yeah, I'm aware, Flo, man. I told you this wasn't going to be a popular decision. (laughs) Uh, He is not trending in the right way. Um, I think you could get him really cheap. Uh, allowing you to spend a lot of money elsewhere. I, I know Mopar. It's great. You can hit me with all the puke emojis you <laughs> want. Um, he is a complete gamble with potential upside that is I think up there with the best on the market if you can find who he was in St. Louis. Um, so that's my number five. I understand it's not popular. I understand uh, not a lot of people are going to do it. And I've I've just had this weird infatuation. He's been one of he was one of the top prospects in baseball. Um, and you know, maybe you can, maybe you can tap into that and find him. And he's not going to cost you anything. Like the risk is low outside of, you know, I, I'm not canceling him in as the team's number two. He would probably be the team's number five, but, um, you know, uh, I'm in.
1: Well, I mean, that also is where we are with starting pitchers that after like the top three, maybe four, it gets very hairy and scary from there. We each had a very, you know, solid number four and a questionable number five. Tyler, I'm interested to see if you're going to get Siri. What's your number four and number
2: five? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of split the difference between the two of you. I went with one arm that I was – And uh, I considered I one of your guys a lot. Has uh, <laughs> a, a lot of potential. The other one is a kind of one of those sly Jamie-type moves that, it, I mean, could work sneaky, out well. Sneaky. And, okay. and, and like Jamie said, we'll talk about him in just a second, but one-year deals all are always – I think not always good, but they, they're very no frequently bad across yeah. baseball. Um, so my number four guy, uh, and I hope somebody in the chat is going to calm down a little bit because we're going to name this guy as Eddie Rodriguez. Um, Eduardo! He opted out of a three three years left of his deal with $39 million left on it, which tells me that he believes his market value is at least 15 or $16 million per season. And he's probably
0: right had a really really good year last year with the tigers would you like uh, to hear what his speculation is yeah go ahead uh his speculation on the open market is a four-year 82 million dollar deal yeah
2: that sounds about right because you were willing to give four years 72 to taiwan walker and i think eduardo rodriguez is a significantly better pitcher than taiwan i would agree with you i would shell that money out in a second now of course um rodriguez declined a uh, a trade he had a no trade clause or, or a, a, sure. a, a no movement clause he declined it to the the uh, la dodgers and there is speculation that he'd Likes being in Detroit, and he may uh, restructure that contract a little bit. Uh, But if you look at his numbers from last season, all career best in batting average, opponents batting average, opponents on base percentage, opponents on uh, slugging percentage. Uh, The one thing that does concern you a little bit is there is a little bit of a dip in velo, and with a dip in velo, oftentimes uh, comes a dwindling strikeout rate. And uh, he's going to get a little bit older, and that's going to continue to happen. You you saw over the course of the first three months of the year, his velo was up at about ninety three, and uh, in turn that made his you know OBP and slugging down opponents OBP and slugging down. Uh, it went down. The velo did as as the month months went on, which means you know it was a tired arm. It was kind of. Um, It's almost hypocritical of me to say that because of Taiwan Walker and how much I hate him, but I think Rodriguez's (laughs) stuff is significantly better than Taiwan Walker's. Um, So, Eduardo Rodriguez is my big time money spend. Uh, okay. This this
0: off season And then, and that money a is, is it it, just... that's manageable money, too. It's not like you're you're breaking the bank for Eduardo.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yes. And then the second one is we talked about the one year deals.
2: Um, this guy is about to be 37 years old. I don't, oh. I don't anticipate him pitching much longer oh. across baseball, but he's kind of re- He's kind of reinvented himself a little bit over the last couple of years. He's pitched for three different teams and it's lefty Wade Miley. Uh, he had a three point one four ERA last year. He doesn't strike a lot of guys out, but he keeps the ball in the yard. He also does not um, give up a lot of hard contact. He's probably going to start uh, sign a short term deal. He pitched with Cincinnati, Chicago, and Milwaukee over the last three seasons, and he's been good in each of those uh, each of those markets for the sub three four ERA. In different types of ballparks, right? You have Cincinnati, which is a hitter's ballpark. Milwaukee's a little more pitcher-friendly. Um, I thought he was really good last year as well. I listen when he has a fall off, he's going to fall off really, yeah. really hard. <laughs> and, and I if, would say so. And if it's next year, then so be it. But if you're able to get a guy, you know, on a one-year, eight-to million contract that gives you another lefty in the rotation, somebody that knows how to pitch and is going to give you innings if he stays healthy. I I would take a flyer on Wade Miley just like you would take a flyer on uh, Jack Flaherty. Yeah. Well,
1: I like that we were consistent and that our number five was like a a solid person that we felt great about. And number, I mean, excuse me, number four was. And number five is kind of iffy. You know, a little bit of a question mark, a little bit of a gamble. Each of us gambling in a different way. Also consistent that none of us brought up Shohei Ohtani. uh, Specifically looking for the Phillies I think it just it doesn't make sense. I know we all, everyone's a fan of Otani's game, but knowing that he's not going to be able to pitch this upcoming season, can w- will be someone that of course can hit, but won't be a two way player up until until the 2025 season. So for the Phillies specifically, makes no sense, no matter how much of a fan you are of Shohei Otani. Uh, but what does make sense is Hero Bread because Hero Bread is a place you can have some delicious, healthy nutritious options. And over at Hero Bread, they have taken time to really find bread, tortillas, sliced bread, rolls, whatever it is that allow you to be able to, depending on what your dietary restrictions are, health concerns, anything else, not have to worry about it. And that's something that's very unique. So with Hero Bread, you can get some fluffy, delicious, tasty, high fiber, ultra low net carbs. And with zero gram sugar per slice, Hero Bread allows you to have that delicious sandwich or nice wrap, or breakfast burrito, whatever it is, without having to worry about the other things, the carbs, the the, the health risks. So over at Hero Bread, you can use that code P-H-O-Y. It does get you 10% off. You go to hero.co. There's no M in it. It's hero.co. Use that code P-H-O-Y to get 10% off today for a nice substitution and alternative to how you are eating your sandwiches or anything, any sort of bread that you're eating to make sure it's healthy and delicious at the same time.
0: Yeah, um, just before we move on, some of the other names that are out there starting picture-wise, that we didn't name that are probably like the best remaining on the market. uh, You're going to have Shota Ima... Imanga, uh who's the other japanese pitcher and i probably butchered that and forgive me uh he's one eduardo rodriguez tyler mentioned you have lucas giolito marcus stroman michael waka um so those are some of the other and i say big in quotations if you're listening on the podcast and not on uh so you know it's it's certainly not the deepest pool in the world there's a lot of like former top prospect guys that haven't really panned out, hence like Jack Flaherty and Giolito and, and Waka. Um, so you know, outside of those top five or six, ee- you know, we have this assumption that the Phillies are gonna get one of these guys. There's also, and somebody said, and I agree, like Wade Miley's a great depth piece, but not somebody to replace Nola. Oh, God, no. Um, there is a scenario where, you know, Ranger Suarez could have to step into your number two role. Uh, and then everybody kind of moves up and I saw a couple of other people chatting about trading Taiwan Walker. Uh, good luck. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's knocking down the door for three years of Taiwan Walker. Um, so you know, we do have to have this a little rooted in reality.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Teams aren't knocking down your door for Taiwan Walker.
1: Yeah, there's got to be um, interest, and there's definitely got to be some a deal that makes sense. And you're not just trying to give away Taiwan Walker. You want to make sure you can get whether it's draft picks or money, something or a, a player. Something has to come back in that deal. And so uh, I don't know that Taiwan Walker stock has gone up at all. It's gone down. And that is definitely something that's a concern and a reason why you wouldn't be able to get rid of him. But I know that we, um, you guys are definitely talking about in the chat, different names. We're going to continue to talk through free agency, you know, taking a look at the money, the who's available. I know today we are focusing on starting a pitcher specifically, but we're going to, I know somebody brought up Mike Trout and different names in the chat. Mm. We're going to continue to really unpack all of this. Um, so, with that being said, let's have some fun. Let's 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 break this up a little bit. Have a little bit of fun before we wrap up here because it's been it's been free agency heavy. But we do have a new little segment for you guys where we're going to be able to guess the ballpark or try to at least. Now, this is difficult. Across Major League Baseball, uh there are so many different it's ballparks. It's the weirdest sport. It is a very odd sport. So that what there's we've no done is uniformity
0: amongst Tyler stadiums Zulley
1: has taken time to be able to and and Chris frezza put together some ballparks it's just the outline of it jamie and i have no idea at all which ballpark they've picked. I, I guess you guys out can there, help us guess in the chat we're going to try to guess we're going to
0: do well. one a day and yes. i i when I, I was talking to vince out uh, yesterday when i was telling him this idea i said i think i might be able to get like 10 to 12. And he said, if you think you can get 12, I'm pounding the under on that. Oh, Lord. Um, there is zero chance you get 12 out of 30 of these. Yeah.
2: no dis- And I don't mean that to be disrespectful to really your baseball knowledge. If you don't think you can get 12, it's freaking hard. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I think there's like five or six pretty iconic ones that Correct. should be able to be had. And then I'm just kind of hoping well, uh, maybe some other outfield guys, walls look recognizable. With
1: your helping the chat, with all of our minds together, there's like. Two good minds between all of us here and in the chat, total, it's a joke, we can guess this. So make sure you guys are commenting in the chat with which ballpark you think this is. Again, it's one of the 30 across Major League Baseball. We have no idea. You have no idea. Tyler knows the answer. And we're and going to to that. let me just say this. You don't have to name the ballpark.
0: ballpark. You can say the team. Because I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah like the, I don't know the, the names okay. of the every The corporate field nonsense yeah, that goes yeah, names every rights two to three. Years if you can give the, me the, the I was team, we're cool. Same thing, yeah. actually. Like yeah, some yeah. of them
2: listen, if if you if you get to the one that you're one of the ones that Jamie you're alluding to, like you better know what it's called. It's been called that for 120 years. This is giving me hulls.
0: Okay. I'm so
1: nervous. Here's your outline. I don't like surprises. Oh my gosh. It looks like a like a cheetah or leopard.
0: I'm going to go
1: <laughs> Wait, okay, wait. I'm going
0: to go is, Petco Park.
1: This is not including
0: or San Diego Padres like, if they change their name I don't this know. This is not
1: including seating. It's strictly just the park. Okay.
0: The field. Oh. I'm going I'm going Padres. Cuz that left field, I feel like there's a shortened with the wall there. All right, I'm officially in with Padres, and we will put um, this out on social.
1: I'm gonna go. If, I see some some answers in the chat rolling through PNC Park and if Eugene Fendi Krabs Park, is right, then oh I gosh. might
0: not get any right.
1: I wanted to go Chicago. Actually, I know hypothetical man saying Cubs, but I don't know. that Actually, now that I'm looking at, they all. <laughs>
0: uh oh, we have two Fenway I'm, guesses. I'm, okay,
1: I. If that's
0: right, then I'm, I'm screwed in I'm this game. I'm going with
1: Wrigley as well. I'm nervous.
2: Oh no! Gonna, wait,
1: can you wait? Can you tell us if we're close? I'm gonna
2: tell you guys this: nobody in
0: the chat has gotten it right. Oh okay, no! Right. Okay, well, I was just hoping again? it Let's wasn't Fenway, so that like.
1: Let's guess again.
0: No, I'm sticking with Padres. Wait, he said that we said nobody in the chat. Nobody was right. in the chat has well, gotten it right. I said nobody
1: in the chat, so I'm wrong.
0: Well, <laughs> you don't get another guess. Oh, and Tyler, you already know the answer. <laughs> I know the answer. Boo! All right, what is it?
1: no way you're right jamie
0: bush oh. stadium <laughs> all right what uh, yeah i feel like we should start a be tough. of it
1: with it colored now i need to i'm gonna google it it
0: is weird then the reason we thought of this was just like it's just <laughs> weird that every field of play and that stupid humidor out in arizona amongst others is just so different than any other ballpark oh, man. um so yeah this is going to be a really tough game but wow. we'll do one a day and uh, torture ourselves
1: Wow, and I don't like not knowing things or being wrong.
0: It's okay, Renee. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gonna Virgo be mean, we're gonna be wrong a lot. I can't handle
1: this. the fact that I have no idea, and there's no preparing for this.
0: No, well, I no, no, could no. It's just a gut check.
1: We should do some flashcards, Jamie. Yeah,
0: you want to go home and study MLB ballpark layoff of the field? Well, if you wanted to go see some of these MLB ballparks, you can use the Game Time app to do so. And I would encourage you to use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. I just used Game Time this past weekend to go see a comedian in town. Uh, and Game Time is awesome because it's the easiest place, the fastest place, the best deals. Uh, to find tickets with the best price guarantee to your favorite sporting events, concerts, theater, comedians, whatever it is you're looking for, they have the lowest price guarantee. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. If you're planning, forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals right up until the event. The the game time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price, and if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you. 110% 110% of the difference. Uh, so you can get images of your seat, which I absolutely loved for the comedy show this past weekend. I knew exactly the view I was going to be getting. So snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just create an account and redeem code PHLY. For $20 off, download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: So, I am now stuck on the fact that the field to me looks like a puma or a leopard or something at Busch Stadium. You're going um, uh, gonna gonna to have to use over the, this. The, de, the, in, the,
0: the side yes. uh, foul territory and is what I'm going to use yep. as my Now that I'm looking yes. at it,
1: I totally see it, but... It, I just saw so many, it's like
0: Bush Stadium is kind of one things. of the famous ones too Like,
1: Yeah but like yeah. you don't look at it without anything else around it
0: like Yeah When you
1: talk about ballparks, you're looking at like the whole thing
0: Damn. Seating,
1: lines
0: No 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 No. no. you're just gonna have to guess now
1: i'm looking at i'm like oh wow okay yeah no all right i will i will lose sleep over this eugene Krabs winner does not get a date with me sorry um but maybe a date with jamie i think he had agreed i'm slutty going to
0: i can be bought with beers and burgers (laughs) what (laughs) up what up will you want to or who is it it
1: was eugene eugene
0: you want to take me out for some burgers and beers (laughs) what do you say a little mlb hot stove talk what up I don't think anybody that. wants that, No, Nope, that it got silent. got silent.
1: The chat got silent. I heard crickets. He just completely took away from all. Everybody was excited. They were joining in the nah. conversation, and now it's like, yeah. cricket, 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 cricket. Mopar, this show, we wish it could be longer than an hour, but hit that like button because we have already run up on our hour. Just like that. Time flies when you're having fun and when you're talking about a date with Jamie. Now so, we're Yamamoto. Uh, hit, hit that like button. Make sure that you guys are subscribing, following, sharing. Uh, we will be posting some fun things on social, including this do not give the answer away when we <laughs> post about guests That State. And you guys got the inside scoop because you joined us live. But don't spoil it for everybody else. Or spoil it. Who knows? So thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of PHLY Affiliates Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, do we have the schedule? Probably. Oh, no. I've always stuck Yeah. Uh, let me <laughs> so, see. All right. I'll read it off while we're showing you guys on the screen as well. I have it 12
0: is- to 1 tomorrow.
1: Yes. It is only Tuesday. We've got plenty more shows. So Mel prior you're wishing this show was longer than an hour well don't worry because we've got more shows coming your way each and every day oh that rhymes nicely and so tomorrow we're back at noon that we have an opportunity for you guys to be able to tune in live bring the comments we will continue doing our guest that ballpark game um eventually one of us will get this right and then uh, maybe thursday 12 30 so we're back at the same time before friday at 11 a.m tyler don't worry about it 11 a.m on friday so basically 12 12 30 11 lock it in your brain put it in your calendar if you're like me put a phone reminder whatever you've got to do so you can remember to tune in we will of course always be tweeting out the show link and everything so you can tune in with us live and
0: uh tomorrow i think we're gonna dive into some bullpen targets um because you can never have enough of those
1: coach you gonna scooter in for us right now Coach make it here he comes as talk about bullpen arms, here comes our oh bullpen God. arm. Can you
0: please crash into something so it goes viral at least if you're gonna do this? Please Wait, trip and fall. Cords. Please trip and fall. Oh,
1: damn, that was actually kind of impressive. Even with a, okay. Oh, he turned that quarter nicely. Well, that's how we do it here at PHLY Philips Podcast. And just like that, there is a schedule for this week. Again, 12 p.m. on Wednesday, 12.30 on Thursday, back at 11 a.m. on Friday. And if you don't have fun joining us in the conversation live, you can always have fun listening back across podcast platforms. You never know who's going to pop up. Coach May Scooter in. Siri, aka Zuli, is gonna always be weighing in. Of course, you know Jamie Lynch and myself, when they watching, will always be here bringing you all the and content. And Rick, if
0: you want to take me to the Cheesecake Factory, oh. I'll go get some ch- Thai lettuce wraps. I was
1: just at Cheesecake. I Factory. I love Cheesecake
0: Factory, so I'm not above chain That's restaurants. Funny.
1: No. no, no, no. Contrary no. to the list of worst places to take a we date, should go
0: over that one day. Like we will, all, because, because that I made some, no sense. I have a to bone
1: me. to pick. You okay. can't go bowling.
0: You can't go to the movies. Like, what the hell is going on? I don't on? know
1: if it means that I'm a cheap date or what, but to me, the list is. There's like It's only fast food spots. That's the only, but we're going to yeah, talk about yeah. it. Like just don't take me to McDonald's or something. But other than that, everything's pretty fair game.
0: They do have that mambo sauce out now. Mambo. All
1: right, guys, that's it for mambo. Renee, Jamie, Tyler, have a great one. Coach, who made it a guest appearance at the very end. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you back for more here on PHOI Phillies podcast. As we dive deeper into date spots, bullpen, ballpark trivia, all types of things going on here on the show. See you guys next time.